0: Grant, O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken, and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you want to be healed? The Gospel of St. John has several unique and defining qualities. It is rooted in philosophy, and much of the writing is deeply academic. The Gospel of John is very theological. It is more of a treatise or discourse answering questions of who Jesus is than a story of who Jesus is. The Gospel of St. John assumes from the very beginning That Jesus is God and does not wait and have it be a climax of the gospel. It begins, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Now another quality or distinction of the gospel of John is the bluntness of the conversations Jesus has with the different figures. Take for instance the third chapter when Jesus converses with the Pharisee named Nicodemus which we read during Advent. Nicodemus begins his conversation with Jesus in a very flattering way. We southerners would be proud. Rabbi, we know you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with you. Now the southern or polite thing for Jesus to do would be to say to Nicodemus, Thank you, sir. That's very kind. But Jesus' reply is not kind or southern. Or mannered, there's not flattering words, there's not thanks or gratitude, but a challenge. Jesus answers Nicodemus' graciousness this way. Verily, verily, I say unto you, unless one is born anew, he cannot see the kingdom of God. It's not very nice. This morning we have yet another blunt encounter. Jesus meets and heals a man who has been ill for 38 years. And he asked the man an extremely, extraordinarily interesting question. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? Now, if you read more closely into the story, you will find this is not a rhetorical device or question. It is rather an honest and literal question that points to something that affects many more people than just he who we deem the paralytic so let us begin by examining the paralytic. We know that he has been ill for 38 years, which we can assume is the majority of his life. We know that he has been trying for some time to be healed in the pool of Bethsaida, literally translated the house of mercy. This pool was a place of many miracles and healings and is of some note in Jewish lore. Some ancient texts Behold that an angel of the Lord came down daily and stirred up the water, troubled the water. And then the first person to step in the pool was healed. So, in an act of faith and of piety, each and every day this paralytic came to the pool, never giving up on God. But yet, despite him coming to the pool, despite him never giving up on God, despite his faith, despite despite all the efforts that it took to get to the pool, we can't be certain that the paralytic wants to be healed. His answer to the question Jesus poses is troubling. Do you want to be healed? The sick man answers Jesus, Sir, I have no man to put me down into the pool when the water is troubled. And while I go down, another man steps before me. Now, the paralytic does not answer Jesus in a common way. The man does not proclaim Jesus as Lord. Yes, Lord. The man does not place his trust in Jesus. Rather, he makes an excuse for why he has not been healed. He declares himself a victim. Sir, I have no one to put me in the pool. We can't be sure that this man actually wants To be healed. Perhaps he uses his illness as a license to complain. Perhaps the man uses his illness to not have to take life seriously. To not have to take responsibility for his life and his actions. Maybe he even enjoys. Finds meaning in the fact that others take pity upon him. Now... This is a very hard claim I make this morning and not a very kind one, but I do make it with one more piece of evidence about the man. A few verses after this morning's gospel reading ends, the man, the paralytic, goes into the temple among the Jews and they confront him. After the confrontation, Jesus sees the man that he is healed and he says to him, and I quote, See, you are well. Sin no more that nothing worse befall you. Sin no more, that nothing worse befall you. Now this is extremely important because it is the only instance, the only instance in the gospel where Jesus heals a person and then declares this to them. Sin no more. Sin no more, that nothing worse befall you. So despite the faith of the paralytic, despite his coming to the pool each and every day, he suffered from sin. He suffered from something that had nothing to do with his physical well-being. He used his disadvantage to not take responsibility for his life. He used his illness that he should complain and bemoan his situation. He used his illness to enjoy, to find meaning in the fact that others pitied him. Brothers and sisters in Christ our Lord, while it may only be recorded once in the gospel record, I propose that Jesus asked and asks this question to more than just the paralytic. He asks it to us all. Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? The overwhelming majority of us are at some disadvantage, be it physical, mental, mental family situation, our relationship situation, our finances on and on and on. We all have a disadvantage in one area or another. The question this gospel forces upon us is this do we want to be healed? Or do we use our disadvantages to get out of taking responsibility? Have we become victims to things that are outside of our control? Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is troubled. Sir, while I'm going, another steps down before me. Do we make excuses to get out of taking responsibility for ourselves, for our families, for our religious and civic obligations? Sir, I have no man to put me in the pool. Do we enjoy, somewhere deep down, do we find pleasure, meaning and purpose in the fact that others pity us? Do we enjoy and find purpose in moaning and grumbling about the condition and state of our lives? If so, we are in great danger. Jesus tells the paralytic, sin no more that nothing worse befall you. And that worst thing that could befall us is losing our soul. That is to say, by wallowing in pity, by using disadvantage to be irresponsible, by finding pleasure or meaning or purpose in complaining and being pitied, Our souls become a distorted mess. Rather than looking to Jesus, he who heals the cosmos for our health and for our salvation, we can, if we are not careful, end up in such a state that we desire only the pity of Jesus, not his healing. And we would rather stay in our disadvantaged state than accept the healing that Jesus offers. And in so doing, we could lose our souls. So, my brothers and my sisters in Jesus Christ, our Lord, let us answer Jesus with a resounding yes when asked if we want to be healed. Take command of our lives and not use our disadvantage as a reason to apathy. Let us come to the house of mercy seeking healing and not pity. Let us live lives that show forth the power and the light of God so that others may see us and seek the same healing and the same strength that God offers to all who ask. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.